Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I am happy that you are here. I'm in the podcast studio today with Kyle, who's been filling in for a few episodes. Hey, how's it going? And our next special guest that is with us today making a special appearance is Charlene Steinkamp. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Nothing is too hard for God to do. We are glad that you're back with us. I know it's been a few episodes since you've been here while you were sick and in the hospital. And so today we're going to kind of catch up, talk about um, the past, you know, little season of life and just see how everything's going. Everything is going so much better, fantastic, and never doubt the power of God. Thank you so very much for all of your prayers, because uh, God really moved the mountains. In fact, when I saw my doctor this week, she said, I'm calling you a new name. You are now the Wonder Woman, because you should not be here. And I said, God is a God of miracles. And I kept praying and believing that all the diagnoses and all the complications I had, that God could could turn them around to good. And he has. Oh, my goodness. It is a miracle. And I just give God all the glory and honor. And I was out um, last night and doing an errand. And I was talking to somebody. And she was a Christian. And I told her, She was telling me about a circumstance, and I said, never, never doubt how God can turn these circumstances around to good because he is so powerful. And that's my message for you today. I know you may be looking at circumstances that seem impossible, and and you're going through a divorce or you are divorced. Do not give up regardless of what you're going through. Absolutely. Grandma, when you were talking, it made me think of a verse. Uh, James 1, 2, and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And that's kind of like you just said. That's the message you're sharing with everybody, and that's what you want everybody to know. And I want everybody, Kyle, to do that and apply it to their life. It's not easy to do that because when we are going through hardships, whatever that is, whether that's a health battle, whether it's marriage struggles, whether it is an issue with your finances, um, trials at work, whatever it is, when we're going through seasons of hardship, our humanness, we want to say, okay, let's stop this. How do I get this to stop instantly? Because I don't want to go through suffering. But we have to understand that, you know, this world is not our home. And we've talked about that many times before. And We are going to have seasons of hardship and trials and hurting, but we can trust that God is faithful and that he can use whatever we go through to build our faith in those seasons. That's why I want you to be aware of what I went through and to say it is possible to go through trials and and you can start picking up the Bible and or pick up the, a promise book, if you have a book of promises from the Lord at, that is written, and start looking up scriptures, and that you would uh, pray them, believe them, 
and never doubt that God is right there with you and talk to him 24 hours a day. I mean, I was awake through the night many times and I would just talk to the Lord and cry out to him and and let his presence come and just calm your spirit down if you're going through a difficult time. He wants you to trust him and believe in his mighty power. Yeah, there's there's two kinds of people when it comes to facing trials and and crisis, right? There's the one who will turn and run towards God, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we want everybody to do. But then the flip side of that, and there's people that we know that have done this where when a trial comes their way, they kind of fold and they run away from God and they right. run into different sin and, and different indulgences that will try and help them feel better about their certain situation. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, there's two ways you can go when you're facing a trial. And, you know, we talk about this often also is that the foundation that you're you're building your life on is so needed for when you go through these times of trials and hardship, because that's when the conditioning and the strengthening and the growing that you've been doing through God and in the word comes out when you're tested you know, are you looking to the Lord during those times of difficulty or like Kyle said, you know, folding and and running away from God? And he can use a variety of situations to expose our weaknesses. And, you know, when we go through hardship, it's either going to expose our weaknesses or help us um, expose the areas where we are strong and faithful and that despite a hardship, we continue to look more like Jesus. Just today, I heard the testimony of the national women's soccer player, Jalene Daniels. And she, a few years ago, went through a situation where um, her team was going to be wearing um, jerseys for a game that had um, was celebrating the Gay Pride Day. And she had spoken to her coach and just told her coach that she didn't want to wear the jersey because of her beliefs. And so she was benched for that game. And it definitely, you know, made media and was a um, hot topic back in 2017 when this happened. And then it died down. And she talks about how when that first happened in 2017, it wasn't just a one-day event where she asked to not wear this jersey and the coach complied. Instead, the coach said, you're not going to play today if you're not wearing the jersey. And she had to stand strong for her beliefs. And she went through a long season of being chastised, of being bullied, of having death threats made against her. Um, of really going through a hardship because she was standing up for her beliefs. And then later in 2022, she was playing for a team in North Carolina. And again, the same situation came up. She talked to her coach about her desire to not participate in wearing a jersey that the team was going to be wearing and how it went against her beliefs. And again, the same situation happened. And they even um, afterwards, she was not re-signed to play with them again. And so she really does think that it was contributed to because of her refusal to wear this jersey and instead stand up for her beliefs. And this is a hardship of a person that she didn't choose this. You know, she wouldn't have picked this hardship to go through, but instead she knew she had to stand up for what she believed in. And through it, now she's several years away from when it first happened, 
Um, she says that God has strengthened her faith and that she would walk through it all over again because of what God's done on the other side of it. And I think that's so important because like we talked about, when you're going through hardship, our humanness is to say, I'm going to take my hand off the burner because it's too hot and I don't want to continue to get hurt. But when we know that God is in control, we remind ourselves that he will, um, help us and he will guide us and he will be with us and strengthen us, then we can depend on him and see what he can do through that hardship that we face. And what we're going through may be something public, like what this woman went through. It might be public, like your divorce or separation, or it might be something private, like your illness that you just went through. You know, you were the only person that had to walk through that illness. Nobody else could endure but you you were the one in the hospital you were the one having surgeries and it's just trusting that god has a plan for every situation he puts us in amen another great verse that um comes to mind when you when you talk about that story which is a really awesome testimony i just yeah. heard about recently as well second corinthians 12 9 through 10 but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, and thinking about that and thinking about that testimony you just shared, like there's so many times when we in life go through, maybe not something on the national magnitude of her story because that wasn't nationally like promoted news story right. but times in our life when we face different trials or struggles where we're in crisis where we're standing for marriage or whatever that looks like where we're like weak we're weak you know we're, we're at a vulnerable point even for the devil to come and, and to tempt us to fall into sin and to turn to the things that we once used to do but god says through our weakness is when he can truly make us strong and we can look to him and turn to him Right. Exactly. You know, I can so relate and I so can remember what wa walking through my stand was like. And it was not easy. It was a very tearful uh, standing at the beginning because I was crying out to the Lord, why and how can my husband, uh, who was a mighty man of God and had, had biblical training, uh, office, all of a sudden, um, fall into adultery and and be tempted. And so, you know, the Lord really wants us to not give up on our family members, our friends, when they take a, a curve off the road of righteousness and go on that road of temptation. Because you and I will be tempted with many different things, but we have to walk and be aware of the temptations of the enemy and then be able to say, get away from me in the name of Jesus. Definitely. And I just was reading the testimony of a woman who um, lives in Australia and she was sharing that her marriage has been restored and sharing some of what God's been doing in their journey. I look back at an email that she had sent us just a couple of years before her um, restoration happened. And in it, she said, my faith feels so weak right now. And she had no idea what was preparing to happen because her husband was coming home. 
And it's so important when our faith feels weak that we recognize that, yes, there's going to be times where our faith feels weak, but what are we going to do about that? And when we go through hardship, like Kyle said, we have two options. And I just am really um, burdened about people praying and standing for the restoration of their marriage. I just heard um, somebody recently that is a well-known Christian speaker, and she was explaining how um, her marriage fell apart and what a blessing it is that she's been able to move on and to find happiness with somebody else. And the society is so loud around us telling us that there's somebody better for you, that you don't deserve to be treated the way you've been treated, that you don't deserve what you've been through. And we agree with part of that. You don't deserve the hardship you've been through. But Jesus didn't deserve to die for our sins either, and yet he did it. And so I'm not saying that you need to endure abuse or something like that. What I am saying, however, is that if you will not be the one to draw a line in the sand and to say, I took a vow and I made a commitment, and no matter what, I am going to be here waiting for you to be transformed by Jesus Christ and to come to your senses and to come home, then who's going to do that? I mean, when our kids go wayward and they become prodigal children, most people are not just abandoning them and moving on without trying to pray for their children and and um, do what they can to help them come back home. And yet for a marriage, we're willing to do that. And so I would just pray and ask you to find a way to strengthen your faith so that you can continue on in this fight for your marriage, because it's not just you and your spouse. There's generations that will be impacted by what you're doing. And I know that personally, and, and there are may, many uh, new people that are listening that may not have heard this, but when I went to my pastor and I went to a counselor, and they both told me, file for divorce, he will never change, and and gave me 20 different reasons why not to um Pray for Bob and believe for a miracle. And um, I listened to them. I divorced Bob. And God never stopped speaking to me to do another way. And that was, I want you to pray for Bob. I want you to pray for his heart and life to be transformed. I want you to pray when you know he's going out with this um, other woman and, or girlfriend, as he called her. And I, I had to choose at that time to fast and pray that God would speak to him and convict him of the wrong that he was doing. And it did not happen instantly. It did not happen in one year or two years, but it was two and a half years. But time is not our enemy. Right. That um, reminds me of the Bible verse in Second Corinthians 4. Um, verse 17 says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And we are not wasting this time that you're standing and praying for your marriage to be restored, the time that you're walking through restoration, the time that you're walking through an illness, the time that you're walking through hardship at your job, whatever it is, those are not being wasted, but God can use those 
um, to grow your faith and they are achieving, like this verse says, an eternal glory that outweighs them all. It's hard to think about heaven. I mean, this world is not our home, but what is happening here has eternal consequences. And that's what we have to remember when we reach those seasons of hardship. Well, when all this was going on with Bob and when he then repented, we neither one would ever believe we would end up in ministry or that he would write as many books as he did or any of this. And and it continues on after Bob has been gone 12 years. It is as strong as it was when he was alive and it's stronger now. I just want to ask you to seek the Lord. And when you have daily crisis or you have a daily problem, or your problem's not been solved yet, I do not want you to get frustrated and and um, give up on the power of God, but I want you to seek the Lord in, in a different way or um, maybe more times a day. You will grow closer to the Lord in your marriage struggles, and you will seek Him in a new way that you have not done it because of your problems. Um, the Lord will meet you in, in new ways. He will speak to you in, in so many different ways. You make a really good point talking about how we will grow closer to God in those trials. There's two things. One is like we, we have to choose to do that. First of all, it's, it's not just going to happen on its own. We're not going to go through something difficult and automatically grow closer to Jesus. We have to consciously make an effort to do that. But the second important part is is I think in that time is when we truly find out how much we are in need of a savior and how much we're in need of someone to help us. I was talking to a friend the other day. Um, he hadn't really told me a story before. So we, we, he was telling me a story a little bit, how he used to be addicted to drugs and he, he was in jail even for a time. And he grew up in church, grew up going to church every single Sunday, every time the doors were open. But it wasn't until he was 23 years old in jail because he was selling drugs that he truly found the Lord because he he realized that he couldn't do anything on his own. He was helpless. He was done. He was at the bottom of his life. He made a conscious effort to go seek the Lord, right? He was going to church and, 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 and when he was younger and going to youth group and all those kinds of things, but he wasn't truly seeking God. But after he made that conscious effort, after being at the lowest point of his life is when he truly found Jesus. And had that personal relationship with him that maybe he never had before when he was younger. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he probably had people, parents, loved ones that were praying for him. Positively. And if, if you're not willing to stand in the gap and pray for your spouse, that one flesh mate, then who will? If it's not you, then who will do it? Remember your wedding vows till death do us part. That means whether they're there or not, you're still praying and you're still married in God's sight. And he wants you to keep on praying and believing for all these different things that you know your husband or wife can have walked away from and that you're there standing in the gap as he is helping us uh, grow stronger. And, And there are so many tools that you can use and you'll become such a stronger man or woman of God. I was in the hospital for many weeks, and I was able to 
share my faith so many times. And that was a choice I had to make that I would be vulnerable and open because um, the majority of them did not know the Lord. And I was able to share my faith uh, to men and women, doctors and, and, and nurses. And it was such an honor that I was willing to say, regardless of what's happening, I know that my Lord loves me, and I know if I was to die suddenly, I know where I'm going. And I was thinking all of these people that I was around, I knew they didn't know the Lord. And like the Lord was saying to me, here, I'm putting you in a place where I want you to share my faith daily and walk with the Lord. And when conversations come to a place where you can mention the Lord, speak. And that is what I did. And everybody would come to me and say, your faith is so strong. I don't understand it. And I have had so many conversations. And I want to challenge you. If you're in a grocery line or wherever you're at, don't hide the Lord from who you are with him. Let it be part of your life that everybody knows who you are in Christ. Well, even even in the hardship, like we're talking about today, God is allowing what you're going through. Like he, he allowed you, for example, to be in the hospital for those weeks and not what you would have chosen to do or where you would have chosen to be. You missed some family events and you missed your grandson's wedding and you missed some things that you really wanted to be at and things you really wanted to participate in. But that's where God had you. And so, you know, like Kyle said earlier, you have a choice. You can either have an attitude about it and be bitter, or you can be better and say, well, this is what you're allowing. This is where you have me. And so I'll let you use me here. And you listening to this are in a situation, whatever that situation is in, whatever place God has you in your life, maybe it's a city you don't want to live in, or he's got you in a church that you think I don't want to be in, or he's got you in a family that you think this, this, there's got to be a better family, wherever you're at, God has you in this place. And so instead of being bitter, why don't you ask him to make you better and just be a light for him wherever you're at? And don't be hopeless. The devil wants to put hopelessness upon you and to say, this is not going to work, uh, regardless of all maybe your Christian friends that are encouraging you to, um, to, to pray and not give up. Don't allow hopelessness or the fear of the future. Whenever a problem comes up, don't lose hope. Hope is what Jesus is for yes. each and every one of us every day. Let me read uh, one of my favorite scriptures, and it's in Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And that's what you need. You want to have joy, but I want you to have peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Regardless of what your circumstances are, regardless of any day or hour, may you remember that you want God to fill you with all joy and peace. God's peace will help you through every circumstances. That's true. And as we are approaching Thanksgiving in just a couple of weeks here in the United States, um, 
it's a great time to slow down and to think about the ways that God has filled you with joy and with peace. And even in the most difficult days, you can still see God working in your life. And we want to hear those testimonies. We want you to um, share those with our listeners. And so we're inviting you to um, call into a special recording phone line that we have and share what God's been doing in your life. Where have you seen him answer prayers? Where have you um, been growing in the Lord? And we're not looking for just my husband came home or my wife came home testimonies, but we need to get used to praising God and being thankful for the ways we see him move in the small things of life, because those are the ways that we can have a daily life of gratitude and thanking God for um, the things he's doing. So we would love to hear your testimony. You don't have to record long. You're not going to share your name. Um, But I just know that these are going to be a blessing to people. So if you want to participate, you can call 1-888-509-1463. And we'll also include that phone number in the show notes. So you can scroll to the bottom of this podcast and find that phone number. And if you want to participate in that, you would just need to call and record your message by Sunday, November 12th. May I encourage you now up to December 31st, we are going to be praying for all of you. And we want you to pray for all other standards and men and women that are having marriage problems right now. And men, many men and women start planning that at the end of the year, they're going to move out. I know that because we've seen it for many years. There are couples that are saying, I'm not going to be there for Thanksgiving, or I'm not going to be there for the holidays. And we want you to start praying for yourself and for your circumstances and then for everybody else in, in, in America and the world because throughout the holidays is when a lot of people start making drastic decisions that are not of God. That's true. Thanks for joining us. We are happy that you were back with us today. And I hope that you continue to um, feel better and get stronger. And I know this is uh, going to be an encouragement to people as they start depending on the Lord more for joy and peace, even in their hardships. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.